not lie. I am so glad that you chose Cindy Lauper. Why is that? Because I I'm obsessed with her. <laughs> oh right, dude. Down the ride. I know. I'm actually so so. She literally made me emotional. They just wanna. They just wanna. I'm really obsessed with her. Um, I'm obsessed with her New, her New York accent. She just doesn't. I like. I watched just kind of like um interviews with her and kind of like a little bit of biographies with her. Um, and yeah, dude, she's just so like her authentically herself and just she just does everything to make other people like just happy. Like she loves yeah. making other people happy. She just genuinely um, seems like a cool ass person. Oh my god, she's also so funny. Like everywhere she goes, like on these interviews, she's like, oh fancy, fancy, like every, <laughs> everything's like fancy to her. She's like, oh whoa, this van, fancy. Like there was tile <laughs> on the floor in this van, fancy. <laughs> And they're like, wait, you got to start doing a bit like that. That's you do a pretty good one. No, she, she you should like do. A- actually, you know what? That should be your next TikTok bit is like you're from like East Coast rural and you come to California and like just doing like drive ups and shit like, uh, oh, fancy. Oh, oh, Harry, Harry, they got the water have, fountains with the bottles. Bit. I have a bit that I have written about like growing up poor and thinking everyone's rich, just being like, oh, rich. Like, cause you have two ply toilet paper or like just simple things where I'm just like, everyone seemed when I growing up like rich they to got me. The like bathrooms with the, the, the soap isn't in the dispenser, you know? Yeah. Oh wow, this isn't a bar of soap. You got dispense soap, rich, rich. Oh, they fancy. The fancy. ropes, the hotels have the ropes and I'm already, sweetie. <laughs> oh, this hotel doesn't smell like cigs, fancy. Can you believe it? They don't have a smoking section. I got to go to the parking lot. All right. I guess it's okay. I can take the dogs out there. You know, and I'm just like, she is a like prime example of like somebody like that. Like everything was fancy to her. And she was like, it's funny because growing up, like obviously she had like nothing, but she was just like, everything's fancy to me. And I'm like, dude, I legitimately feel the same way. Like everything was fancy growing up. I was like, whoa. Fancy. Whoa. I think that should be our new catchphrase. You guys didn't Fancy. have McDonald's four nights in a row? Fancy. Fancy. You didn't have McDonald's? Fancy. For breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Fancy of you. How fancy. High class bitches. High class white trash. What fancy. High class white trash. Uh, speaking of high class white trash, how's your hip? <laughs> <laughs> it's not its best. It's not its best. I was literally saying, I was... um. I, I texted I texted the guy that I'm talking to and I was just like honestly like I he was like oh I'm I invested in like pussy coin making a joke because everyone's investing like all these different oh, coins. I was like things. wow that is that's a new one I haven't heard of that one. And I was just like oh yeah speaking of pussy coin um, <laughs> genuinely last night working I actually felt like I my hip was spasming but I was like that's like a normal thing for me because of how I pulled my hip flexors like in college. Mm-hmm. That I was like, the, the spasms are pretty normal, to be honest. Like, I do have spasms quite frequently, but this one, they usually go away once I stretch. And I went to the back room and I stretched for a little bit and it didn't go away. The pain was like still pretty high. Um, but then I was like, whatever. My my threshold of pain is like decently high that I like yeah, you're don't a woman. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, I literally can squeeze a child out of my badge. Like, our threshold of pain is pretty high. 
so I was like, okay, like we're doing fine. And then I, then it got to the point where I was like, I feel immobile. Like I can't keep moving. <laughs> like a teardrop fell from my eye socket and I was like, it's time to go. Um, then my manager was like, yeah, you like can't be on the floor anymore. And like, I need you to sign like a waiver. Um, that says that you like injured yourself. At Did work. you know I actually consider I don't consider myself employed someplace unless I filled out like an incident form. Oh, and in, that's the name of the form. You would know yeah. more than me. yeah. An incident yeah. report. No, it's form. like an incident report. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to sign it with report. your manager and date it and yeah. like explicitly yeah. say what happened and that like you're not oh, yeah. blaming the restaurant or okay. wherever so you, you are. are. You are familiar. It seems like a thing that you would be familiar with. And I was just like, I was just trying to go around it as many ways as I could. I was like, I just don't want to find, like, fill it out. Like, come on. And she's like, you need to. Like, you it's can't walk. Because I get a sick sense of satisfaction when I fill it out. I'm like, Haha, yep, now I'm in. Like, get off what? Like, being injured? Um, No, it's just I know the the accident is, like, coming at some point. So the sooner it comes, the more I know, like, it won't happen again. You know? Like, if you break something and, like, cut yourself at work and have to fill out an incident report or you fall. No, I've never, so I've never had to do one of these. robbed no. outside. Oh. No, you, you had to do one of those for when you got robbed? I've had, yeah, I've had, I've, I told, I've literally had to do one at every place I've ever worked at. <laughs> Not necessarily it's because of things weird, I've done, It's kind though. of a weird brag, but... But it's also like the people I work with, I was like, I my side work. And like, I was just like, expe- like I'm such a person where it's like, I want to finish everything that I have to do. And I was like, hey, like, I can't finish my side work. Like, I can't really like walk anymore. Um, and like one girl was just like, oh. And I'm like, do you think I'm like lying? Like, do you think that like I'm the type of piece of shit that just like fakes an injury? Like, yes. who has the time to fake an injury? Like, those are the, but that's the reason the people that fake injuries and lie about that shit are the pieces of shit that make it hard for other people that aren't lying actually like, injured oh, oh my god it's like when after you, when you work a sunday brunch shift there's you know someone's not going to show up yeah because somebody's hung over and they're lying and it's like just mm-hmm. be honest because i'll take your shift if you're just like yo i'm puking i'm so hungover but don't just be like oh like i have morning sickness i might be pregnant it's like fuck off no you're not stop lying or when someone's trying to get coverage for that shift and then just magically like gets rolls their ankle that day or something and you're like motherfucker right yeah so i was talking actually so then after with all the pain that I, i called one of my friends she's a physical therapist um and nurse that i was like yo um What's what do you think good? And I was like, what do you think good with my hip here? Or do you think it's just flaring up from, from my injury from college? And she was like, yes. But at the same point in time, are you sexually active? And I was like, yes. For the first time in a long time, I'm like oh. actually sexually active. I just want to like brag about that. That's all I, <laughs> I was going to say. I mean, like. One more okay, time but not really. I'm literally not bragging. bragging she she like, is having like, sex, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. I have the sex, guys. Um, no, like, hold on. This is what gets embarrassing. The fact that I'm having the sex and my hip is literally dislocated out from it. The fact that in the time that I usually spend stretching and doing yoga, I've replaced with spending that time having the sex the and sex. not having the yoga. Not um, yoga. And I'm very, I don't know, I'm very active of a person and I don't stretch anymore. So the combination of just not stretching my in, my previous injury out and just kind of like getting after it again, after a long time, I have a straight up popped out hip flexor. And I texted him and I was like, 
I was like, dude, honestly, no. talk about pussy coin. I popped that pussy out real hard and my hips like really, and I explained the situation. He's like, well, now I can at least say when I'm about to pull up, you got to stretch. And I'm like, <laughs> facts, like, um, facts though. I, w- I was going through a period of time where I was sexually active, having the sex. And uh, oh. I realized you know, I was I was in my mid twenties when I was prepping for those by stretching and taking Pepto. So, you, I'm not gonna lie, Soleil. I would be Facetiming her, and she'd be getting ready for a date or for somebody to come over, and she'd straight up be doing stretches. Which is now I'd be like, oh, that's so stupid. But looking at it, I'm like, I have to start doing that. Like this is 25. Dude, like, I, I don't have to go to the chiropractor every week anymore. Like I literally, I took care of it myself. Smart, smart, like. I'm going to be honest, smart, like being proactive. That's being a strong woman right there. Like, and I don't want to give like credit to one of our previous trailblazers, but I'm going to have to, because honestly, like I got that from David Goggins. (laughs) Did David Goggins like stretch before he fucks? Does he say that? No, but basically like, okay, kind of like I'm going to, if you haven't finished the book yet, I'm going to ruin the ending right now. But essentially, like, his body just, he shuts down. Like, he has pushed his body to so many limits, but has never taken care of it and nurtured it. So he starts, like, stretching and actively working on everything himself and basically just hardcore increases his quality of life. And it also helps me with anxiety. So, like, before going and doing things I didn't really want to do, I'd, like, or, like, was hesitant about doing, I would start stretching and, like, just making sure I was, like, in my body, whether it's, like, the night before, like, the morning of, like, me going about my day or whatever, and, like, centering myself. And then, yeah, like, you're you're warmed up. You're ready to go. Like, do what you want. Do what you want, what you want with my body. Mm -hmm. You know? I kind of love that. I, like, really, like, I am always, like, taking taking care of my body internally. Like I'm always put, like eating really well and exercising, but I'm not patient with my body. Mm. Like, yeah. And, and the pandemic patience was is a cool. virtue. They say patience is a fucking virtue. And I, I have, a, I struggle with patience. I'm going to be honest. But during the pandemic, when I had time, I kind of was like, I was doing yoga a lot and I would try to do yoga just about every other day or so. And yeah, that shit's gone out the window now that things are picking back up. I do not do that yoga anymore. And I think my body was like finally just like really happy that it was like getting that yoga. I was feeling really well. My be- like vegan diet was all jacked up. And now it's like I'm back in that restaurant industry. I don't have time to eat like as consistently. Um, yeah. I also or was just not prepare not as much food. Yeah. Like I wasn't moving like, okay, I'm going to be honest. And she was saying like my, my friend, she was just like, sex is such emotion that your body's just like not used to when you're not having it. Oh my God. Yeah. But like you also like at this age, you're, you're, you, you're used to the feeling of sex, but like when it's been periods of time, yeah, I guess. And, I mean, and also like when, it. when you're younger though, you don't have like this many <laughs> injuries and like, you're, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm like, am I trying to be injured from sex? my right like my hip pops out from an old cheer injury so like if I over like rotate my hip I can kind of pop it in and out and like so that is actually what started like the whole like connecting it to like oh I'm gonna go hang out with someone or whatever was like I'm tired of my freaking hip popping out like it hurts so I would start stretching my hip flexors game changer game changer I would when I was comfortable with my ex-boyfriend and then the pepto's just because your girl's got a weak stomach. That's fair. 
That's true. You don't, like, it's always so awkward when you're like laying next to someone in your stomach. It's like, no, no, no. like oh. is that you or me? No one has it's time like, for oh, that. That's, that's, nobody does have time for that, but that's just like how it goes. But with my ex, I was comfortable with him, obviously. So I would like stretch all the time, like all the time consistently. Like, so I never had problems with that. But also it was more frequent that would be doing that. But I would stretch all the time before or after sex because I was comfortable with that person. But when it's somebody new, you're not like, excuse me, I'm just gonna go do a couple squat thrust lunges and breathing act- exercises. I mean, I it's don't not like me. intense stretching. It's just like, you know, 10 minutes of like, all right, let's really <laughs> open her up. <laughs> 10 minutes of just opening up the hip flexors before we dive into it. Like it's a little well, bit like off. No, but they don't, I mean, you do it like before. Before they get there. I get yeah, it. Yeah, like it. you're. Secretly. Before I'm not I'm like, hold on, you just got. You got to stay warm, Soleil. That's like the stay... whole point of it. That's why you put on a bunch of layers. Oh, so you warm up and then layer up. Yeah. Yes. Um, wow. I put on wow. uh, <laughs> leggings, shorts, you have, sweats, like eight layers off. You're just like, a, you should get a bra, a cami tank top, a t-shirt, a long sleeve, a flannel, a sweatshirt tied around my waist at all times. I, I'm i going to be honest. I When somebody pulls up, especially if they're coming to hang out, I kind of want to look hot. So like, I just have like a, like a pair of leggings and like a, a sports bra on usually. Well, what's, I'm like, what's, ho- what's hot? What's hey, hot? Striptease. What? Do you know how long it takes with the striptease? You really get the whole song. You yeah, but you're like actual- sweating, aren't you? Wrench. It's like, oh, or your tits are a fucking water slide. Can you imagine? It's like, it's, like, it's, like it's, it's not a winter in Alaska. It's a, it's a booty call. Yeah, coming over. You're like two hours from Mexico. Like, it's hot as fuck. Two what hours? You- I'm 20 minutes. I'm 20 minutes from uh, Mex. You're 20 minutes from Mexico? Oh, yeah. She's close. I want to go to Mexico, dude. We should bring you, you down to ride to Mex. Uh, half of you down to ride will be in Mex in June. Yeah. Is that next month? Yeah. I was supposed to go to, to Mexico next month, but I can't because my, my sister's coming. My sister and friend are coming to visit. Mm. That's the friend that gave us the analyze you. word, right? Or no? It what is. It? An- anal- an- analyze? No. A- no. Penalize. No, it's not penalize. Accidental. Accidental. Acc- Accidental anal. Yeah, that's the girl. She's coming to visit me next month. We're going to have accidental, hopefully. If you're lucky. Know. If I'm lucky. If, if she wants lucky. to have accidental with me. Hey, do you mind having accidental anal with me? Well, it's not accidental. Then it's intentional. Really then it's intentional. Yeah. Intense. It's not that, accidental. It's intentional. Yeah, that might. Mm, I don't know what I'd rather prefer. Intentional. Talk about if we want or don't want anal quite frequently. I guess it's a, it's a valid Hot question. Topic. It's not really a hot day, but hey Remember whatever I'm ass eating was like a trend and like letting people know that you ate ass was like a really big trend oh my god dude yes ass eating was a trend is it still a thing do people still know. eat ass because i don't I have think, men asking no like people for sure still eat ass but i don't th- i think it's like we're past asking like it was like a frat boy type of shit though i'm gonna be honest like the guys that were asking me that was like a very college vibe that once I left college, the ass, the eating ass, asking. Because also you can't just ask, what's hot about asking to eat ass? Just do it. Do you get what I mean? Stop being a pussy. Just get in there. 
don't fucking act like I'm gonna eat your ass, eat your ass later. Remember, I told you that story of that guy that I was talking to, the fucking hockey dude, that was just such a fucking tool bag that texted me in the middle of class, being like, "Can't wait to eat that ass in the class with me," and looks over at me, but it's like, oh, why do I do this to myself? And then I let him eat my ass later. It's just like, And ass was eaten that day. Ass was eaten. My ass was a fucking okay, dinner. Okay, so have, all right, so have you ever eaten ass? I have never eaten ass. I have I've been asked to eat somebody's ass multiple times, but I've never, I've never licked a boy's butthole, and I never will. <laughs> that shit's a fucking wild ride in there. Well, what is it that our previous trailblazer, Eminem, says? The from under cheese, from under my nuts? Lick the cheese from under my nuts, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is like, yeah, ooh, tempting, tempting. Like, I'll touch, I'll, I'll like, the balls are okay. Like, that's kind of fun. Let's be real. We know it. It's kind of fun. There's, there's a time and a place. Yeah. There's a kind of place to lick, a, to lick the balls, the grundle, whatever the fuck it is. You, the grundle sounds like something that lives under like a bridge. <laughs> My name is Grundle. <laughs> Grace the Grundler. Grace the Grundle Licker. Grace the Grundle Crusher. We've got the Grundle Grabber in the right corner. <laughs> I kind of love that. What are you then? If I'm Grundle Grabber, what is Soleil? Mm. Sucking. Suck, oh, sucking. Something sucking? What's. Soleil the. S- <laughs> Soleil the sucker. Soleil the soul sucker. Remember we wrote sexual soul language? sucker. Why don't we just soul yes, sucker. soul sucker. Soul sucker. And you're okay, Soleil. You're, do you remember this? Is actually just reminding me. You know what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was just thinking. My head already went to a sexual harassment kind of place. Okay, we sexually harassed our entire employee. Me and Soleil, actually, when we were first becoming friends, we made a whole list of everyone we worked with. Their a sexual name about them, like it was genuinely. like their porn star name. Porn star names. Yes, we made a porn star name about every single person we were working with on the floor that night. And, and so I was like a host band, and I'd keep writing them down, like, writing them down openly. So if there anyone was a hard got a copy. hold of that, we could get fired easily. But we wouldn't at where we worked because sexual harassment flowed like water. <laughs> <laughs> Some would say it would season our our Jidori eggs, but <laughs> <laughs> one would say the seasoning of the food in our last restaurant was sexual harassment. <laughs> Ah, the flavor brought to you by sexual harassment. I know, people like, this flavor profile is so delicious. The energy brought to you by anxiety and trauma. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's just a sprinkle of trauma right Wait, there. have you seen those videos where they're like, shirt, Zara, pants, like, Abercrombie and Fitch, uh, you know, lifelong depression and affiliation for ketamine, like my grandpa. You're <laughs> like some weird shit like no, that. I'd love to make one you're of like, those oh, girl, ones. there's a lot to unpack there. Like, why are you shopping at Abercrombie and Fitch? Like, I'm going to be honest. Does anyone shop at Abercrombie and Fitch anymore? Not even to be that girl. It's like, does anyone shop there anymore? But it's like, I think it's a known fact that a kid in Taiwan sweat, like sweated over that shitty sweatshirt that's $92 for five cents. I think we all know that at this point. I, had, I, I got a shirt from Abercrombie and Fitch in middle school and I remember like had the Abercrombie smell and I was like I just don't want to wash it <laughs> like, oh my god dude I literally did the same with Hollister 
Oh my god, yes. I literally remember that. I didn't wash it. I was like in a rash for like No, I washed I, like, I, I washed mine, but I remember like being um, like you really gotta save this, go. like for this dance and then like Yeah. You know, when you plan like what you're gonna wear to your middle school dances. You're hundred percent right. And yeah. I also remember saving my allowance to buy a fifty dollar shirt made from a kid in a sweatshop that just said mm-hmm. Hollister across your flat tits. I had no tits, so it like emphasized the fact that I didn't have any. But girls, was it I had in that blue, blue shade, and did it actually say Hollister? Was it the stitched yeah. on lettering, or was the it like the final? Was more about the stitched on was more expensive, and I was more about the stitching. Like if you were gonna to go just... for it, you were gonna go for I'm like. Gonna go for it. I'm gonna go for the stitching. I'm not, not gonna it... have the pussy ass fucking. Did it have What'd the fleece? Say? Did it have the fleece in the hood? I wasn't that well off growing up to have the fleece Hollister hood. I'm going to be honest. That shit was expensive. Yeah, wait. You say you saved 50 bucks, not 150. <laughs> like, my Not bad. 150. Those things were like 225 for a crusty ass fucking. The shit was warm, though. I always remember like when my rich friends, I would like go out and be like, can I borrow this? And just feel like luxury going out. Like we were saying earlier, rich. How I think everything's rich, like fancy. I would just be like, oh my god, you literally have a Hollister hoodie. You are fucking loaded. You are loaded. Forget the juicy couture sweatsuits or like the jackets. If you had more than one, I never had a juicy jacket. Oh well, I mean that just goes without saying. I never had one either. But same with the BB. <laughs> it goes without saying. Don't even ask. I didn't have one. I had a like all a, my cousin. I had like a Costco Von Dutch like terry cloth set that I was like oh. into, but. That oh. was like the extent of my, you know. Oh, love that. But I also, I'm going to be honest, like Katie, if you're listening, um, she would come through and just give me hand-me-downs all the time. And and I would just be dripping in Hollister and Abercrombie. But also she was like older. She was like in high school when I was like in middle school or elementary school. She was like a lot older. So the shit like didn't fit me. So I would take her Hollister jeans or Abercrombie jeans and roll them. So I could fit into them. So did I did you do like the bottom it. tuck under roll? Like, did you ever have to do that? Like, no, I, the height, I have short I was, legs. I was, than her. I was taller than her. I was just so skinny. Oh, so I, they didn't. And she was like a cheerleader, like in shape. And I was just like, didn't hit puberty yet. And was so skinny. And like, I was, I must have these Hollister jeans though. And all of, I got like 50 Hollister t-shirts, Abercrombie stuff. Oh my God. I felt like I was just dripping when she would give me hand-me-downs. I mean, my sister would beat the fuck out of each other. We'd for beat the, the fuck out of each other for the hand-me-downs. My dad would come home from work because he lived in the same town as them, which was like an hour away. And it would be like once every like two months or so she would like, cause she was just like kind of spoiled. She was like an only child. She'll be the first to admit it. She was like mad spoiled only child. So she'd get new stuff all the time. And just like, that's like last season. So like, I'd be like, give it to me. I don't give a fuck what season it is. I need to fit in. Yup. Isn't that crazy though? Dripping. Like how much you want to fit in and what sets the style tones. And now we look at those clothes and like, I mean, I remember them fondly, but I also remember like they kind of represent a lot almost of like, that need to fit in and be accepted yeah. but yeah. now looking at it and being like I would never <laughs> I, would not, like, I actually like what I'm wearing right now I'm like I go out of my way to genuinely just be like what makes me feel good like also since we're doing our trailblazer today that like is an absolute queen I wore like all of these colors because I you know, know I saw that. Like, also, like really rep the gay community and like just like what the only reason I knew of her was because my mom would talk about her all the time growing up and what came my out really mom's actually me, the one that recommended we do her. Recommended. Yeah, my mom would always be like talking about, you know, our trailblazer all the time. And like 
I remember my aunts and stuff, like I would always take my mom's clothes or my dad's clothes and I would like, come out of the closet, like dressed like all weird. Like I always would put on my parents' clothes when I was little just to make outfits and my mom would be like, you're a little Cindy Lauper. And my mom would always say that like, because she is so funky, like fucking wild shit this girl would wear. She's creative, and I she's really- artsy, she's got color, she's got passion, she's got emotions, she's eclectic, yeah. she's her. She is. I like, we like said, I like said, like said her name already, but we can like oh, give her a better intro because she deserves it. Time after you know? time, she deserves it because you know oh, what? She time really. Time after time. Lying here. Mm-hmm. All right. So Dude, her songs I mean. slap though. Her songs like literally, like they slap. Like, girls just wanna come. Here's they the thing. Just my favorite scene from Napoleon Dynamite is when Napoleon goes up to Deb at the dance and he's like, hey, I like your sleeves. And she's like, thanks. I made it myself. And then Time After Time by Cindy Lauper starts playing as they're like yeah. at their dance, like slow dancing at prom. And it's just like, oh, like that. She that- doesn't look like Cindy Lauper. It is epic. It's an epic scene. She also kind of dresses like Cindy Lauper a little bit, like in that film. Just that, like, punky, spirited, colorful. Punky, punky, colorful, like, eclectic, like, I don't actually give a fuck. Like, I, she just doesn't, like, Sydney Lauper doesn't know how to be normal. Like, that, in, like, some of the interviews, she's like, I genuinely just, like, don't know how to think normally or be what you call normal. Like, that's just, like, a weird, everyone else seems weird to me. And then everyone's looking at me all weird. And she's like, I don't know what's what's right or wrong um i just know what makes me feel right so let's let's fucking get into it you guys this week if you haven't caught on already you should you really should get your head checked but uh <coughs> we're talking the one and only cindy lopper herself uh first things first or you know almost 20 minutes in 23 24 minutes in uh are you guys down to ride cover soleil we were covering extremely controversial topics so well i just wanted to make sure that they were like actually down to ride no no that's that's literally you know me like you know me and soleil are obviously down to ride like kind of one would say the realists on the block but i don't want to push it we i never push, push it, it. i push it all the time this podcast is we're trying to open it up to be like hey is everybody else down to ride like put that seatbelt on let's get locked and loaded let's you know shoot what I'm up saying? it's go time bitches let's, let's click it or get a ticket <laughs> are you down to ride <laughs> okay <laughs> you know how sometimes like dogs or like cats look at you and they're just like oh my god yes i know exactly that's, that's what i felt like just looking at that you. look that subtle look when a dog or cat tilts its head and they're just like the and they kind of just move their eyes and then it's like it's that last little bit of a cock where it's already at an angle and then it's like a cock on. no like a little head cock like right you, okay yeah yeah no i get what you're cock saying of, cock of your head i'm actually writing that down the head look cock no a look a cat and dog give you when they're like the fuck yeah literally so anyways i don't know (laughs) i don't know what i'm doing thanks for noticing (laughs) so anyways uh, texting myself oh yeah i get excited sometimes when i open my laptop because i'm like oh i gotta 
I got so many texts, but it's because I text my computer because then it goes onto my Word documents from my computer. So then I just have my comedy there and I just text myself all throughout the day. So well, it makes me seem I like the I the wrong thing for you. Text, but, but I don't. Um, but besides the fact, I'm just like weird and blazing my own trail like Cindy Lauper. So let's talk about her. I would love to. I would actually love to. I'm so glad that you picked her because I like needed to know more about this woman. Like I genuinely did. It's like one of those things where you know the name, you know bits and about pieces. The, yeah, you know the literally just the tip. You know the tip of the iceberg. So you know the, the we're tip. we're gonna give you the full shaft with Cindy today. Uh, uh-huh. We're taking you balls deep on you down mm-hmm. to ride. Yes. We're going full tilt. We're talking pelvic slams. All deep to the point where your hip flexors are popping out. Yeah, we're breaking hips today and uh, probably we're eardrums as well. And we're Those probably going to lose a couple of brain cells along the way. So hope you guys are down to ride. We're here. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking Tuesday in my opinion. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking Tuesday. So I got to really pee though. I got to pee. I got to pee really bad though. Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. Bitch. Yeah, no, like like we were just saying, like, let's get balls deep into Cindy Lauper. Like, don't do that to her because she, like, doesn't deserve that. She's married happily. Yeah, actually, time. she's been married uh, to David Thornton since, I believe it's 1991. And they actually have a – they have one son. They have a child. One child. They have a son. One child. They do have one kid, and he's, like, 20 or so now. Mm, and he looks he exactly – I think he's older than 20. I think he's probably, like, 23, 22. Oh, okay. Well, that's probably goes to show the interview that I was watching where they were saying he was uh, – 18 and i was like oh that must have been a few years ago so he's probably like 20 now but no it was probably a lot mm, it was a bit ago but yeah cindy lopper dude she's fucking cool she's like super chill like she just like doesn't try to act like a celeb though that's what's like cool about her she just like acts like her complete self she's like so east coast new york with her bronx accent like as we were saying earlier she just thinks like everything's fancy like everything's crazy you know she's just like oh fancy fancy like all the interviews everything's fancy but she's just like keeps it real dude she's not like trying to be this like big and bag celeb like she's just keeps it fucking real she just knows who she is at her core so a little bit about cindy lopper's background she was born on june 22nd 1953 so she's 67 years old she was born in brooklyn to a mother and father her parents ended up getting divorced when she was five years old um after that divorce her mom does go on to remarry cindy does have a sister ellen um her sister ellen is a member of the lgbtq community um her sister is someone that she calls her biggest role model uh but a little bit more about Cindy Lauper is she ran or she left her family home at 17. She had a really um, abusive stepfather. So she took off when she was 17 with her dog Sparkles and made her way up to Canada where for two weeks, I believe it was, she lived in like the woods, like basically camped and like, th- yeah, this is just like, this is her journey and her life. So if you can imagine you have this young woman and she's trying to get out of this situation and she's able to. And so she goes and she starts finding herself. She later goes on to do some art school, art school. She later goes on to study art in college uh, before making her way into music. So let's get into her. I'd love to. <clears throat> she's a tough bitch, though. 
she's a tough, tough cookie. Like from the things that I was researching about her, everyone was kind of just saying like she puts the work in so consistently. Like she like would show up to open mics all the time and just like really, really put the fucking work in. And like she was saying it, she's like, I don't know, I'm just mentally really strong. So I could take all the people saying they didn't like me at first, like because she has such a weird, unique sound. Um, but I, that that really goes to show how tough she is. I didn't know that part about her legit, like just moving, going up to Canada by herself and like camping out in the woods. Like she is fucking tough. She's mentally strong. She's really, really mentally strong. She not only is mentally song strong, but and she actually she got into music before college. Like, let me backtrack a little bit. She was given a guitar when she was 12 and like she was inspired by the Beatles, Judy Garland. And so when she's 12, she started playing acoustic guitar and writing songs. And it was her sister that gave her that guitar. Um, and then her personality. And this is what we'll get into later. She was really expressive through like hair colors and um clothing but this led to her being like severely bullied so she's being bullied like literally people would throw stones at her um and then in high school she got expelled and that's although she later does earn her ged that's when she left home at 17 and to escape her stepfather yeah where she ends up in canada ends up back in vermont on the east coast that's where she went to college and that's where she was supporting herself working odd jobs and what's like really interesting is like all of those odd jobs like she's been a waitress at an IHOP she's been um fuck what was the other one that one really stood out to me but there was something else where I was like classic let me see if I can find it it's actually funny though too because she went to school for fashion and she was saying that she was like yeah I went to school for fashion but obviously flunked out of that shit (laughs) that's funny she was like yeah they couldn't keep up okay so this was the other one so it was she was working at ihop and waitressing also working in retail and she actually quit ihop because and this just kind of goes to show her character like she quit ihop because she was demoted um they like took her from a server to a host and that's a big money cut if you're not in the industry like that is a huge money cut Um, so I could imagine I would be pissed at that, but the whole reason why she was demoted was because she was experiencing sexual harassment by her manager. So she was like, fuck this. Um, and that also plays into the theme of kind of why we chose her as a trailblazer too, because she is that bad bitch that sticks up for herself. She's not going to let you walk all over her. No. And like, she doesn't, she has like a big thing too, with just like men trying to put her in her place too. Cause especially at the time. We're kind of a little, not that it doesn't happen to us, but the time that she was coming up in the industry was a more difficult time. It was more of a difficult time for women to come up and have a voice and to like write your own music. And that's the first question I asked away. I was like, I don't really know if I want to do her if she doesn't write her own music. Because like at this period of time, like most women, you weren't going to make it because they didn't really want to hear your fucking lyrics. They'd give you a shit ass song written by fucking Ben over here just so they could use whoever is a famous person as like a puppet. And I was like, I'm going to be honest, I don't think that that shows a lot of skill when you're kind of just like a musical puppet, but she writes her own fucking music. And like that to me is what defines you as a trailblazer and what defines you as an artist, you know, like not that skill to take somebody else's words and tone and and sing it. Well, I think who was it that we talked about this with? Was it with Mac Miller? No, it was with, um, it was, um, 
Dolly was Parton. It Dolly? It was Dolly. It was Dolly. It was Dolly. I was like, I don't want to do Dolly Parton either if she doesn't write her own music. Like, that's not a trailblazer to me. And then I found, I learned so much about Dolly Parton. I was like, this girl's a badass bitch. Not only does she write all of her own music, but she writes all these hits that were for other people that I didn't even know. Yeah. She's an amazing song, like, songwriter. Like, she's honestly, I would even say, like, a, a almost a better songwriter than she is just a singer, in my opinion. Oh, her lyrics and her words, like, that's pretty, pretty fucking crazy. Well, so my response um, to you when you were like, does Cindy write her own songs? I was like, not only does she write her own songs, but she was actually inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame as well as the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So those are two of her major yeah. accolades as well. She also has an EGOT. Um, she got a Tony She's got Dude, a lot I, of stuff. She got like, a tone from the play. I didn't know that Kinky, Kinky Boots. Boots. I didn't know that she wrote this music for that. Like I've heard of Kinky Boots. Like, and it's it's a really big Broadway musical. Um, it's and up it's about, like one of the longest running, if not the like it's yes, hundred percent. It's like if you're not familiar, I'm just gonna say what it's about because it's a really cool story. But it's about um, a drag queen, a transgender drag queen that um, just like financially wasn't making that much money and starts selling like boots and shoes and like makes a crazy shoe company and like it's all kind of about being like kind of an outcast and weird but finding your place and like no wonder that Cindy Lauper wrote the music for that and I found it to be so like inspirational hearing her speak about it just being like she was like I actually felt like one of the best awards I've ever won from everything that I've ever won Grammys you name it everything winning this Tony was the most accepting experience because Broadway accepted me more than anywhere else has ever accepted me. Because think about it, the musical theater, uh, Broadway scene, she's like, I've never felt like I fit in somewhere more, especially expressing herself. Let us not forget last week's episode where I got to use my musical theater background to make some extra coin. What more can you ask for? Musical theater. I honestly always wanted to, I wish I had my senior year, I tried to, get into like the theater program because I was like, I just feel like there's a creative side of these missing. I always like wanted to like weirdly act. Like I always really, like everyone I feel like does though. And I'd always in the back of my mind be like, everyone wants to be an actress. So like, why wouldn't I want to be an actress? It's a waste of my time. And like, so weird because to me, I was like, (laughs) everyone wants to be an actress. Why would I do it? I won't stand out. But now I'm like, yeah, same thing here. Same, that's what I thought too. I was like, why the fuck would I do that? Because everybody's in, trying to be an actress and like, why would I do something that everyone's trying to do? What makes me fucking different? And then the more that I actually do acting and do these things now, I'm like, we all are actually different and you can all bring such a different energy and flair to the table with your acting ability. And you can stand out because a lot of people that are actors are basic ass bitches, like especially out here in LA. like yeah, everyone's an actor and I'll meet you. But I'm like, you have no empathy. You have no personality. Like what fucking script are you railing? Because, or who, you know, I, mean? I was going to say, or yeah. who are you railing for the script? Yeah. Well, true that. Who are you railing to get that script? But first of all, it's just like, you're going to tell Cindy Lauper, Hey, everybody, everyone's a musician. Everyone's a singer. Sure. But nobody's a Cindy Lauper. Like, you know what I mean? Like nobody's no. a Cindy Lauper. And what is really interesting is she like, so originally now when I did a little bit more research after we talked about how she got that award the first um song that she like wrote and co-wrote for herself was time after time and she co-wrote that with Rob Hyman and that was at the end of her album True Colors I want I want to say it was on the True Colors album will you fact check I think it was but the True Colors album was like one of her you know that that really set the tone for her and the gay community because that song was about her friend um i want to say it was brian that died of aids 
and she wrote the song True Colors about his death um, and about kind of how the gay community can't show their true colors and like how she was making a song being like, but I see you and like, I see the struggle that you go through. Yeah, after that, um, the gay community started making like a lot of like um, rainbow flags. What? It's a lot of sirens, sorry. Uh, welcome to LA, baby. My windows are shut too. It's just like how. I know, I have to close mine. Chill it is. Yeah, there's always a siren. It gives me such bad anxiety. I like want to move for that reason as well. That it's like there's always a siren or a cop car or like an ambulance going by at all times because there's just so many people in such a small vicinity and people are just fucked here. But besides the fact, um, yeah, no. The after the True Colors like song came out for the gay community, they started like um, the the flags and a lot of color like rainbow flags became a bigger thing. So Cindy Lauper is like part of like the rainbow flag being like highly part of the gay community with how cool is that from the song true colors i love that but what what i wanted to say about her writing time after time was they'd like finished the album they'd so basically she had been with this band i want to say it was the blue angels she had been with this band and then they had like broken up or kind of you know whatever happened so she didn't have a band but she had been approached by a producer or whatever she was making she was working on an album and didn't have a band and so this producer reaches out to rob hyman she starts messing around with rob hyman to make all these songs they start putting something together and they finally wrap it up and the studio comes back and is like hey we actually need one more and they kind of look at each other and they're like well fuck we're all out of gas you know like we don't have anything rattling around there's no secret project in the back of our heads kind of thing so this song that they were able to write which and ended up being time after time was like Cindy's flipping through a magazine or something and it's about movie titles and there's like a sci-fi movie title called time after time so she starts repeating time after time to herself and kind of like singing it and it was never supposed to be like the song title or anything and they basically had that Dolly Parton nine to five moment where the both of them just start hammering out bits of pieces and each chorus part is someone else each person brought a different chorus or a different line in the chorus to the song so staring out the window and that's because watch it you know she had been staring out the window after her last relationship just literally watching the sky change colors and then the other guy times unwinding their producer his watch had broken and so his second hand was going slower and slower and it was unwinding and as you see the time like you see time unwinding and then another one time is ticking is from one of the other guys who had gone through a breakup and he had had this clock and it was his alarm clock and you could just hear the clock ticking and then that clock broke and it was really special to him so that clock was replaced but then he the new clock replacement he couldn't get the ticking sound after his head out of his head and it was like a constant reminder and it's like when you see all these things I was reading this and I linked the article actually so you could read it but maybe we'll link it just to uh the episode itself because it's just such a cool story of how creative sometimes like what you're trying to get out and what you're trying to put out just comes to you like there is a time and a place and when you can contribute and work on a project like that and so that was a really big moment in her career and then not only that but another cool thing about her is and I was watching it right before we signed on um is her girls just want to have fun music video that's actually right. family in it oh, no and that teardrop at the end 
um, she there's there's a note where she talks about how she was like, I'm never going to be able to like cry like I'm not an actress. I'm not good enough. Like we're staging this whole thing and it's basically going to be like a photo album for me, for my family later because my family's in it. Um, and she's like, I remember in that last scene, she's holding like a duffel bag and that duffel bag. She's like, I remember when I was 18 and this is co- coinciding with her timeline of being in Vermont and traveling and not having a home and, you know, kind of in that rough time or that uncertain time before she found her calling <clears throat> when she had left her home at 17. So this is right after that time. And she talks about how in the music video, she's holding a duffel bag that basically looks the exact same. And she just starts crying because she's like, I made it like that. That tear was genuine. Like that wasn't, it was supposed to happen, but it didn't happen because it was forced. It happened because that's, that's her heart and soul. She's like pouring into these songs. Girls just want to have fun. She, that wasn't written by her, but she rewrote it because it had such a misogynist so, like, approach from that. the beginning. She was like, mm-hmm. it was like and, about a woman that was like doing shit to please men. It was like a song about like how to please a guy essentially. And she's like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> like, no. Yeah. But also on that same note that you were saying how like that tear of hers of like making it in that music video was just so real. And it was like a real moment. I was pretty blown away when I was watching interviews with her because these are interviews obviously where she's getting paid and like, you know, it's for these things. She would cry and all of them because she, she's really for the people. Like she's doing these interviews so like she can share with what she's doing. And I was like, wow, she doesn't need to be putting all of her emotion into these interviews. Like she was doing one for like 60 minutes and she was like, she cried in almost every interview that I was watching because she cares so much about the work that she's doing. She's like, this world is so sad and so dangerous and so isolating. She's like, my job is to make it better and to make people happy. Like, she's like, that's what I do. And like, she has a tear running down her face. So she's just like in an interview with somebody. And I'm like, she is such an authentic, wholesome human being. She doesn't need to be pouring this much out to this random person interviewing her, but she wants people to leave the experience with her of what I was taking away. She wants you to leave the experience with her being a better person and like you you can take her energy and move it somewhere else and and that's what she does dude like she has all of these homes built around new york and other places for for people that are like restarting their lives that are homeless because she's been homeless and she's so that's what i wanted so i wanted to get into that next is like let's talk about you know people know her music we've gone on a little bit about that um but let's talk about her charities and what she does on that level because that stuff's pretty fucking incredible as well she not only has yeah like she's not only has concerts and benefits that um donate huge portions of money and give a lot of the proceeds and stuff like that to just overarching in different campaigns for basically like I would say like her overarching cause is I, I would say it would be for homelessness and gay rights is like where I, I think that that's the yeah. biggest focus is definitely homelessness and for the gay community and combining the the homelessness and the gay community. The human rights campaign. Sorry, that's the one I was trying to remember. So um, her charities and foundation, she created the True Colors Tour. That is an annual music tour that benefits the human rights campaign and other organizations that pr- 
provide support to the LGBT community and to the straight friends and family who love them, including PFLAG, which is uh, parents, families, and friends of lesbian and gays, and the Matthew Shepard Foundation, as well as local organizations in cities where the concerts were held. And this was off a website. Um, let me just quote that really quick. This was looktothestars.org. It ta- it's a website that shows like who's involved with what charities and things like that. She also has her True Colors Fund, which is a major contributor to the LGBT shelter in New York City. Uh, That's called the True Colors Residence. So one of her um, main points and something across all of her websites and all the different sources about her and one fact that really gets hammered home is that out of the homeless youth... 40% of them identify as uh, members of the LGBTQ community Um, and 40% but there's only like a 10% overall of youth in homelessness. Um, So it's like a really fucked up like out of those 10% of overall 40% of that 10% which is almost half are members of the LGBT community or identify as members of those groups. Um, But just some other foundations that she works for, the American Foundation for AIDS Research, Habitat for Humanity, the MAC AIDS Fund, North Shore Animal League America, Tibet House, True Colors, uh, True Colors Fund, um, God's Love We Deliver. Yeah, we get it. She does it all. Yeah. She, I mean, there's nothing that she really hasn't put herself out there to to do and it's just really remarkable because she's come from she's come from legit nothing um and i love to see people that have come from nothing just building communities for others you know so they don't have to feel a similar way and like i think that that's just like what life's about you know what i mean like you know i i can sit here and be like oh i didn't have a lot of money growing up and these these things this this and this but it's like i don't know i want to have money not because i want to have money i want to have money so i can help other communities of other people that have felt the same way that i have or you know in the same in the same sense i want to make people laugh because i've felt shitty because of experiences in my life and i really like i laughing is truly the only way to get through shitty situations yeah, or with music, well, just being an artist, like Cindy Lauper, she's not necessarily just making everybody laugh. She's making you feel with her words. And I think that that's like art comes in all different forms, but it was really cool. Like she was just like, music was a savior for me. She was just like, I was so weird and so different. And, but the second I joined a band, now how I dress and how I act and my pink hair is kind of cool now because I found a niche for myself that makes sense. And I didn't feel comfortable with things in my life until I, f- I found a niche that made me feel comfortable. That it's like really cool to see, you know, when you find that niche and just because you feel different doesn't mean you're actually so a- you're as different as you think you are. You know what I mean? And like, I, I, I really think- like, I really like that point you just made about finding your niche and being able to like in my head then I was like yeah once you find that you're able to thrive like you are in your own ecosystem when you are in control and like you are getting to do the things you want to do where you have the balance between every aspect of your life or you're working towards that balance you know but it's you're getting there um that's like that equilibrium of like oh this is my happy place like this is where I can and then like okay, let's reach a little bit higher. Like, let's get a little bit higher in our happy place. And that happy right. place is where you can thrive. Like, yeah. you still need to challenge right. yourself there. Right. 
but like that you're where you should be yeah 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 like that pyramid that we're in that to get to that self-actualization at the top it's like you really got to master those those settings of comfortability environment like all those other things and like they're really key and like hard or it's easier said than done speaking of comfortability and environment Something else uh, where that people might recognize Cindy Lauper from, and this was something I really wanted to talk about, was actually a uh, psoriasis commercials. Um, she is a spokesperson spokesperson for psoriasis, um, and there is a specific company I don't remember what it is right now, but um, anyways, she first got psoriasis in 2010 and thought that it was basically just a bad reaction to doing her hair. She was like bleaching her hair and stuff and getting her hair done. And so she gets this rash and plot twist, it ends up being psoriasis and it ends up being a really aggressive flare up. Um, a few years later, she's uh, covered with rashes and scaly skin She's quoted in People Magazine in July 2015 as saying, it was so bad, I felt like the elephant man. And also talks about how the emotional and social effects that that took on her health. Um, Not only was she exhausted, but she felt, she was like absolutely miserable. And she was in bed for like days on end because her psoriasis was like so out of control. Did your psoriasis affect your immune system? I think so. I think it's tied to it. Everything's connected to your immune system, I feel like. Mostly because I also know that psoriasis is also like a really big cause of people that like don't have a good diet growing up. And like, truthfully, that makes a lot of sense because I was in interviews and shit that I was listening to of her. She was like, I wasn't fed a lot of nights. Like I didn't have like a lot of food growing up. Like we didn't literally have, she was like, I ate at school and that's the only time that I could eat. Oh, wow. And that definitely like, that's making a lot of sense that like these autoimmune disorders are really, really like common from people that are like malnourished or just not, don't have the right, like living environments growing up. Like, and that's like, yeah. And I've been, I've done a lot of psychological studies on those things too, that it's like when you're in a, a damaged setting growing up too, psychologically, it, it starts affecting your immune system because I could 100% see um, that. That's a hundred. It's a hundred percent accurate, and I do think yeah. that's kind of like a cause of some problems, maybe Illinois. But besides the fact, um, <laughs> there is something that I thought was really funny about kind of on that same diet trend of her growing up not having food. She was talking to this guy and like maybe like dating some guy in like beginning of high school or something, and he was really poor too. And he and she was like, I didn't have food. I literally didn't have food if I wasn't eating at school. And he killed a squirrel for dinner for them. And she was like, fuck it, dude. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, I don't want to say, like, I shouldn't eat it because I don't. So she made dead ass. She, okay. So like, I wasn't, I wasn't going to eat that night. And I like was told like, that's the time where protein was protein. You need meat every night. Right. And she was like, I've, I've skinned ducks. I've done just about everything to eat that. I was like, what the fuck? Really? I, I think a squirrel would be fine. And so she makes a pasta sauce out of a squirrel dude she makes a pasta sauce out of a squirrel and in her in her dolly like dolly and her would fist bump over that oh they would love each other but honestly she with her bronx accent she's like honestly like i i looked at him and i was like you know what i'm gonna be honest who am i to say i'm not gonna have a squirrel so i made i made a squirrel and a's i made a squirrel and a's 
And, and honestly, it wasn't even that bad. Everyone loved it. She was like, everyone really loved it until I told them that there was a squirrel in it. And then everyone was like, why the fuck are you cooking with squirrels? And I'm like, oh my God, this bitch is so funny. Like she's saying this in a 60 minutes interview, like a very serious 60 minutes interview. She's like, I made a squirrel maze. And I'm like, she so doesn't give a fuck who's judging her, who gives up like, and I'm like, she's just openly talking about, I ate squirrels. I literally went so low where I was eating straight up squirrels. So, Started from the bottom, now you hear, dude. She's platinum, and she's had a squirrel for dinner, so. <laughs> What's the weirdest thing you've eaten? Weirdest thing I've eaten. And it can't be, like, I don't know. I don't know, dude. I don't feel like I'm that cool. Like, I don't think I've, I've ever. I've eaten Rocky Mountain I've oysters. Had, you know, huh? I've had Rocky Mountain oysters. What's that? What's the difference of a Rocky Mountain oyster and a regular oyster? Well, a Rocky Mountain oyster is a bull testicle, and a regular oyster is in the ocean. So, okay, so you've eaten bull testicle. Yeah. Do you want me to elaborate? <laughs> I don't know the name for octopus testicles, but I've had that before. You've had what? Oct- octopus tes- testicles. Do octopus have text? Te- Wow, why is that so? Octopus testicles. That's a hard sentence. Well, how else do they reproduce? No, actually, I had um, I had Rocky Mountain oysters with my brothers when I was younger. We went to a restaurant, and my parents ordered them, and they came to the table, and my parents didn't really eat them at first, and like we were eating them, and they were like, "How are they?" And we were like, "They're okay. They need more ranch." And then my dad tried one and I'm pretty sure he like wasn't able to finish it. I don't remember. And we were, they were like, all right, we got to tell you guys something. And we were like, what? And they were like, this is what you just had. And I was sorry. They just started playing a video about um, octopuses testicles. Mm. Um, The top of their head is where their testes are. And they're like a delicacy. Where were you, where you were eating that? It was at a restaurant that I worked at, like a seafood type of, like, high-end type of place. Oh, wow. I've had, like, weird, like, I've had, like, weird, like, parts of, like, animals' bodies, I guess, from, like, how they're prepped in, like, different, like, places that I've worked in a fancy way, like, their gall, like, cow gall, like, things like that, that are kind of weird, that I'm, like, vegan now, and I just, like, would never probably put that in my mouth again, but... I've eaten some, like, weird, like, body parts of, like, cows and chickens and things that are, like, a little bit off, like, toes. and Like, it's just, like... But never Rocky Mountain Oysters. I've never had a Rocky Mountain Oyster. I I also didn't know the name. Like, I would just think that a Rocky Mountain Oyster would be a fucking oyster. Oysters are delicious. But I also didn't know... I'm sure we had them at, like, Anderson's Split Pea Soup Place. Like, if you grew up in California and ever drove down from, you know, the Bay Area to Disneyland, there's, like, a spot... It's, like, known for its split pea soup, just like Casa de Fruta if you're driving in the Bay Area to get to the five. Like, there's just little places, you know, that are kind of, like, institutions you pass by as you're younger on your Mm -hmm. way to, like, trips or things. And so Anderson's was one of them. So I think we went once, and that's where they were ordered after the road trip. Makes for a good story, though. It definitely does. It's kind of gross. But also, like, on the term of oysters, I didn't know that, but... The white cream in the oysters is straight up cum, like straight oyster. It's like semen, oyster semen. Is that fact? Because that's how they reproduce. That's a fact. I mean, at Faith and 
flower to, to like, if somebody asked, like use different verbiage of it because we obviously had a oyster bar and it was like ex expensive. I wanted people to order oysters and people always just, what's the white stuff? There's so much white stuff in these that different times of year when they'd be producing, like that the years that they would be lit, like in the time of year where they're like in reproduction, they would be so covered in sperm. Like the oysters would be so spermy that it's like, they would have to like wow. scrape. Them. So roasted and also me too. And I've eaten so many oysters in my life, just slurping back that cum, not yes. knowing that it's straight up cum. Well, I mean. It do, and then now when you think about it, it, it looks, tastes, feels exactly like cum. Is that like grooming? What do you say? Is that like nature's way of grooming? I guess. I oh, just remember being like at a oyster, Maybe that's bar. why they're considered like, um, what are they? They're an, af an aphrodisiac. Afro yeah, because like you're just, it's it's like, oh. Like I think it makes you horny because you're just swallowing loads of cum. I I, I literally can't. That's what I said at pre-shift. So it was literally they were, we were talking about the cum and like we were talking about how to go about talking about the cum. Why and I was like, every one of our episodes come back to cum, anal, or it like comes back around. It comes back around. But I just was like sitting there at the table. Time and I was like, after oh, time. Time after time. You get cummed on. You clean it up. Okay, but. <laughs> I remember just sitting there at just being like, this isn't cum. Like, I haven't guzzled cum since I was six, guys. Like, don't tell me I've been guzzling cum for this long. Like, where I'm from on the East Coast, oysters are really big. Like, everyone loves oysters in Mass. Like, everyone's shucking oysters at the beach. And I'm just like, I'm just like, no way. And, like, everyone was like, yeah, Grace. Like, everyone normalized it. And I guess it was just it's, so normal to everybody else. It's just one of those things that, like, you never – you never expected or just you never thought about if that makes sense like those brain blast things like when you're younger you know like you just took no i never really thought about it you never like, think that but then i looked at it and they brought some of the oysters out for us to try and i was like looking at looking at it and i was like well it's everything that come actually is i don't know why this is that shocking it actually there's nothing about sense. it that doesn't not make sense uh just off-putting is all I can say. Do you think Cindy Lauper likes oysters? Are they too fancy? I like Cindy Lauper, like she can throw some, throw some oysters back. She can guzzle. She can guzzle some mean cum. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just feel like she can take it. Remember how we were talking about the dog look earlier? Like the dog look? Oh yes. Um, yes. That's why I wrote it down because I was like, I say so many things where a dog look is ne like necessary after. It's I also grew up with a dog that did that all the time. Cause it was so dumb. Like, and always thought you were giving it food or like taking it for a walk. And it would always we have our one dog. Mo Mo's like a, he's literally a bag of rocks. He's, he's the sweetest boy, but like in, ter <laughs> in terms of his brain, there's literally nothing there. And he's, we just literally, he's just a big body and his head. It's just, he's constantly. And I'm like, dude, like no wonder <laughs> your brain's probably just moving too much. Little guys, little peas rattling around in there. I love dogs that are tilting their head all day, all the time, because they just, they are fucking dumb. They're just so dumb. He's so heavy. He's, like, the kind of dog that if he's, like, going to get up from somewhere, he'll, like, step on your, like, head in the most, like, bizarre, like, yeah. he just. Those are dumb ones. He's, he's simple. He's our simple no boy. awareness. I love dogs like that, though, dude. They bring me, like, bring me life. At this lady's, like, house that I was looking at that I said I might live with her, she has a dog kind of like that. And I'm like, oh, that is me. <laughs> 
Did I tell you that I had to explain to the host, or no, it wasn't a host, it was another server, what the word foreboding meant? Why? What were you? Or no, 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 ominous. I had to define the word ominous. To who? That dog? That's a dumbass that we were talking about? No, it was, it was at work. It was Mother's Day weekend. And we just, you know, sometimes like in a restaurant, you want, you want consistent, like, seatings you want everything just like you just want everything to be consistent you don't want to get sat with a bunch of people and then have no one show up at the restaurant for half an hour and then have a million people show up at the same time you know what I mean so was it the same girl that asked that said she loves Taylor Swift I actually think it was yeah exactly I told you I told you that you wouldn't fuck with this girl and this is exactly why I think it was in the same conversation I think I just blocked out part of it She's so sweet. Like, this isn't me ragging on her. This is just me ragging on her her education. And just loves Taylor Swift. Sounds like just about right. Have you ever tried to explain a word, though? Like, ominous? I would just say, like, dark and eerie. Foreboding. Like, okay, it took me 10 minutes to explain it to her. And I was like, 10 minutes. minutes. Oh, yeah. I was like, there's a bad storm approaching. You have an ominous feeling. Your boat is going back and forth. Like, it's a, like, I was like, not really. How, dude? How did you not? That was a great description, actually. Thank like you. that was Thank better you. than what I just said. That was yes. like really descriptive. It was actually so descriptive. Because ominous like, is a feeling. Yeah, it's like, like that's a foreboding. What it's like it's like foreboding. you just yeah. you something right. is coming and it's it's a negative. Like it's just it's ominous. It's looming. It's it's a dementor. Right. It's Harry Potter. You know, like yeah, no, I, get I was well saying. read as a child. I know you know. I love I love book. Like I actually like have a vocabulary though because I like love writing and like I like to read but my mom also um give me vocab words she would because she would read books my mom like crushes like five books a week that she would always have a list of words I know it's really cool and so does my grandmother so she gets it from my grandmother my grandma reads about consistently about five or six books a week which is fucking crazy but my mom would write down the words that she doesn't know from the book and then look them up later and then have me read them with her so I'd like learn a bunch of vocab words. Like I had a fucking crazy vocab in like middle school because my mom would be sharing them all with me. That's funny you say that because I feel like I read a lot and like my parents read and stuff with me too. But for words like ominous and sometimes when people ask you to like actually give it a description or a definition, like it's hard because I've I've seen that book you or that word used in books so many times or like that phrase like hearth isn't that what it is like h-e-a-r-t-h i remember that was always a nancy drew and i could like never like no one ever uses those words like people don't use ominous or heart you know so it's like it's things that you create your own sense of like meaning and definition to based on how you're seeing it used that's true right and so it's like for certain things like that it's like to me those like that's why I love reading and that's why I love storytelling and that's why I can never tell a straight story like my dad always gives me a hard time in like the most supportive way possible because then he sometimes gets nervous he's like telling me I talk too much too much but he's like I do and a lot of the times my stories are sick like they go in circles because I want someone to know like the full experience of what yeah, I went through. Funny. Yeah. Like there's yeah, layers. I kind of try to cut out. I try to deliver it as fast and ADD as I can. And you tell a story so slow and you want the person to know every single detail, which I respect because I love storytellers. There's obviously. a time and a place though. Like granted, I can also be like fork. 
now, not like this table needs a fork, but you know, well, like that, there's hundred percent. You're smart. So. <laughs> Oh, well, guys, uh, the my dog head tilt. Head I'm forward. smart. <laughs> I'm a girl, though. Yeah. Well, that's how I feel a lot of the time as well. Speaking of being smart, speaking of having self-awareness, what's your therapy fact of the week, Soleil? Ooh, my therapy fact of the week? All right, you put me on blast, but I actually do have my therapy note. Okay. Then go for it because I'll find mine by the time you're done. I'm just looking through my therapy notes. <laughs> so mine is centered on doing things with purpose and intent because I feel like too often I we've been talking about like taking risks and do, giving yourself chances, but also putting up boundaries. But also I want to say like, my therapy note comes down to doing things with purpose and intent because what is the point of doing things if you're just going to half-ass them? So if you're going to pick up a project or if you're going to pick up something new or if you're going to commit, like don't cut corners. Don't just do it to say you did it. Do things with intent and do things with purpose and see these things all the way through because you're not going to hand off a job to someone 85% of the way done and expect them to give you a pat on the back. You're not going to keep just skating by at doing this like 75 or C level work. Like when you're trying to level up, sometimes it's okay to say no and like don't commit to things. If you have things going on that you already are committed and need to see through, like if you're going to do a job or if you're going to take something on and you're going to, put yourself out there like what my therapist and what this whole week has been coming down to is do it with intent and do it with purpose whether that's the gym whether that's work whether that's anything literally if friendships do it with intent and purpose otherwise why are you doing it that's facts because that one then, really got you thinking <laughs> You're like, because also at the same point in time i i do feel that way about a lot of things though because i do overthink a lot of situations and I always am putting like a hundred into a situation because I think the energy that transponds when you have to ask something or you don't do it to your full abilities, like you're carrying that energy. And I think like a lot of people, we know a lot of people that half ass a bunch of things and they don't put their full self into it. They carry shit energy. They carry really shitty energy because then you're carrying the mental load of I don't complete tasks. I don't it's like a no. victim energy of like, I know I could do it, but something got in my way and it's like you need to overcome those things and deliver if you're going to commit to things so I want to say like that's what my therapy fact was like when I reached out to my therapist we talked about it and like don't cut the corners if you're going to do a job if you're going to learn something new it's okay to fuck up or like mess up along the way you're learning how to knit and you have to unravel four hours of work that fucking sucks but guess what you probably won't make that mistake again and if you do it probably won't take you four hours to notice next time, you know, like things like that. Like just fucking try your hardest and really put effort into what you're doing, because if you're not, what are you doing? I completely, I completely agree with that. It's like not easy. It's not easy for some people. Some people are just like doers and some people are a bit more passive, but I think that what you're saying is like easier for people that aren't as passive, but that's not, but yeah, that's, um, 
what my therapy note is, I actually found this as a written note that I have in this journal of mine, but it's called, it's from literally all the way from December 1st, which is two days before my birthday. Oh, I remember I, that time. Oh, that was a rough time. I'm like looking through all these notes and I'm like, wow, I was writing every day just to like feel sane. But besides the fact, um, yeah. And I was saying that my therapist and I were talking and she was like, you're a very conscious thinker. Like you think very consciously and like, I, I'm always thinking about how actions could affect me long-term. So that most people don't do that, but that, that's what makes me feel. She said, that's what leads you to feel paralysis of analysis. Um, which is like, I feel paralyzed sometimes because I'm overanalyzing a situation because I'm hyper aware of situations. Um, mm. Paralysis of analysis, I think obviously isn't a good term that you don't want to be overthinking situations so much to where you feel paralyzed. And I think some people, as we're saying here, if you're a conscious thinker or you really do care about things so much, sometimes you feel paralyzed in thought, which is something that happens to me quite often. But she's saying that that leads to me potentially feeling as those things can't ever be good enough. And like, it's a very perfectionist type of problem. Mm. And it's a common theme with people that are perfectionists. Um, and I need to figure out exactly what I want or exactly how I want the situation to go. Or I feel paralyzed like by the situation because it's you're not trying exactly. to control the outcome. Yes. And then she's like that, like, then she's like that trickles into other things where you end up trying to avoid conflicts with other people because you don't want to hurt them. But in return, you're hurting yourself because you're always trying to create a space for other people that's comfortable. You're lacking on yourself from that, like, paralysis of analysis. I think, I know, I'm actually kind of glad that I brought that back up because sometimes I'm, I like how I called you the other day, just being like, I don't know what I'm thinking. Like, I don't know. I think yeah. I'm overthinking of this situation that I literally feel like I have paralysis of the situation the other day with this audition that I had. I, I was getting to that same point where I overthought this audition so many times that I felt like legitimately paralyzed. Sometimes it ends up hurting you more than it helps. Like there, there is a way to be too prepared because at that point you've prepared for every situation possible, but yeah. reality. And the reality yeah. is a lot of situations are actually more anticlimactic yeah. than anticlimactic. we could have ever anticipated. First dates, meeting guys. Because yeah. believe it or not, you can't control reality. And that's okay. You can't control the outcome of something that's about to happen. So chill. The, like I'm getting myself like, you know, I'm paralyzing myself with thought when it's like. Like let's bring that back. The outcome of it, you can't and control anyway. okay. And that's okay. It's better off you can't control the outcome. Because okay. you don't get like, to literally, see how, how you're going to respond to those scenarios. You don't get to see if you're able, like your flight or flight Straight risk up. is what it's going to be. Are you going to be able to stick it out and be in an uncomfortable situation and potentially own being unprepared or own a confusion or a miscommunication because fuck I mean you and I were recently on a very famous person's podcast which I don't think we've ever name dropped before but I don't know if we can I think we signed a paper yeah okay well we signed a paper and Grace and I were on a podcast and it was like they were very unprepared and like I was not really impressed by like the professionalism um not from our connection by that person that we did it I'm not also not impressed by that person that we do it for so that makes sense yeah I I wasn't either um fuck but what was I gonna say (laughs) 
there was a whole point to this. I don't know that you were saying that like sometimes I bet you're probably trying to say that sometimes it seems like people have it together and you seem like oh. they would have it perfectly. No, I was actually going to say that as prepared as we were, we were misprepared oh. because they didn't actually prepare right. us. The communication was jumbled and things weren't done in the right way, which led no. to there being confusion and us basically having to step up and lead, which was also really interesting on someone else's platform to do so and to coach. Like, so it was was just what we brought to the table was so much better than it just like so weird. But how much does that go into my therapy fact of this person, this influencer has made a career and is now has their hand in so many pots, but they're not doing things with purpose or intent. They're just doing things to no, do them. They weren't first. They weren't first. They what? The person, the person, in my opinion, was at first, and then fame kind of gets to you. Oh like, yeah, that's you, that's what I mean. I mean, in the point that we experienced working alongside yeah. that person was yeah. there was no purpose or intent. They were just a prop, basically, and that was yeah. something Locked that was kind in. of unfortunate actually to witness no yeah they like lost what made them who they are like i hate seeing that with celebrities but it's like you literally lost why people loved you and built your platform off of which is sad it's like sad she's like so fucking la now that i'm like you literally like lost like that whole flair of why people like loved you because you were fucking weird and authentic and now you're now you're scripted and you're being controlled or like you're being run by other people I want kind of want to make that like our challenge is to um I don't know I think know, your challenge like, should just be to like when you feel like you need to kind of like on the vibe if we did Cindy Lauper in my opinion like what's some weird quality about yourself that you want to bring back like and ooh, and ooh. like what is your quirk like what's discover your, quirk? your like, like own quirk what's your sparkle yeah, Cindy's dog's like dog name was Sparkle, sparkle. Yeah. Like what's that weird quirk that you have or weird thing? Like you what maybe used you, to like, you. I want, I want people you? to brainstorm and like write down on a piece of paper or like go stare at a large body of water. Weird. Yeah. Right. Like, what makes you fucking weird? Cause there's like a, basically a whole list that you can say that you kind of just like on the daily, just like kind of suppress, but it's like, what's that weird shit about you that you like love and like you want to own and like do it because you actually might be hiding the, the one thing that might define you and take you to the next level that you want it to. So what's yours? What is your you? Oh, what is I, your I weird? Thinking, I was thinking and I was like, one thing about myself that I feel like I haven't done in a long time is like, I, I love like m- music, like listening to like old, old, like classic rock music. And I was just thinking and like just putting together like weird, funky outfits, like in things that are like kind of like my roots of things. And I was like, I want to like keep dressing weird and like go back and listen to all the music that's like not new, like not trendy like old 60s 50s 70s thick rock and just vibe to that music that like made me think outside the box and made me feel a little bit more accepted growing up and like i was made just you feel something like, made me feel something i was like i feel like i haven't done that in quite some time i'm just listening to like different music that's like more kind of current or this this and this and I'm like so that's that's your you that's your weird that's what you're gonna do you're gonna tap in with your inner music love and self yeah I think that that's what I'm gonna do what about you um for me like I think my weird and my me like what makes me me is it's like my heart (laughs) it's my soul um it's like those are. Yeah. 
I am the soul sucker. That's what makes me me. No, uh, I, I don't like, I feel for me, it's communication. Like that's, that's my weird is I'm too social. Like, so what are you going to No, you're I, what is, so what are you going to do? Be less social. Don't, I don't think no, that's a good I don't, thing. I don't like this. Hold on. What you. is, what is my weird? What is my, what makes well, I'm saying, I think I can help you figure this out because you just said two things that you're very social and you like are very, like you think with your heart and you're like hearts on your sleeve that I feel like maybe sharing that energy with other people in a, in a, maybe in a cold way, like Cindy Lauper does, where it's like, you take away something from your interaction with you. That it's like, maybe really wear your heart on your sleeve. Like you want to with somebody that maybe might not know how to respond to that, but might leave the interaction with you. Like, Whoa, I love that. She just was so open and like honest and like showed me her heart. And maybe I wasn't expecting that. Like Mm. there's some people that I like leave an interaction with. Like I would leave interactions with you all the time. That I'm like, oh, I wasn't expecting that because you do wear your heart on your sleeve, like truthfully. And like, I think yeah. that doing that more, you open up conversation with other people that leave the interaction feeling better from who you authentically are. Maybe you don't do that a lot, but or maybe you do. I don't know. So I think what makes me me is my ability to have genuine connection with people. Um and it doesn't necessarily have to be then it, it's not always people I know. Like I have people approach me all the time and just share the craziest life stories or incidents. Like there is something about me that attracts that energy. And it's something that I used to get really bothered by almost and like irritated and like, why is this always happening to me? But now it's like all of these things make sense. Like I'm getting these stories and these lessons and these experiences for a reason. I learn and I grow from every single one of them. So I think that that's my me and like that's my weird is I'm going to keep doing that. And I love that about myself. And you're going to keep putting outfits together and listening to music that makes you feel alive. And writers, we hope you guys are doing. We hope you're going to find your you and do something that really makes you connect with who you are. Yeah, I'm going to go make some I'm going to go make some vegan tacos and listen to some weird fucking music. I'm going to uh, we're actually cooking dinner with some of our friends tonight. So yeah, I'm going to go to the gym and then I'm going to come back and help make dinner. Cute. Now it's like a wholesome ass day. Yeah. And then back to the week. Happy Monday. The most wholesome. So you guys, you know what time it is on the socials. I am at FBG Soleil. Grace is at Gracie.Makura. Yeah, baby. We are at You Down to Ride. You can find us on all the other platforms. Don't forget to share our episode with not one, not two, but you know what? We're going to up the ante a little bit. We just hit Ecuador. Um, we are now being streamed in Ecuador, and we have a whole 3% Irish contingency listening to us. So, you guys, why don't you go ahead and share this episode with three friends? So, this week. Ecuador. <laughs> yeah, share this episode with someone from Ecuador, please. We're really you don't trying know, to find them. find them, Google people from Ecuador and then just send them our podcast. And we are going to go work well, on some t-shirt designs. Oh, we actually need to do that. I'm we're getting... wrapping up season two and we need them for season three. Oh my God. We, we, it's not even on question. We will have these by season three. Yeah. So actually you need to reach out to your girl when we're done with this. tube tops are kind of hot. I love tube tops and Target has white too. ones or like any color. I want like hot tube tops. I want a jersey though, dude. I keep saying it. I want a you down to ride jersey. We'll make it happen. But you guys, we hope you have. (laughs) We hope you have a great rest of your day. We.
we will be around as per usual. Um, talk to us, connect with us. We want to hear what you guys want to hear. Uh, do we like the new format? Do we not like the new format? Do we want more structure? Do we want us to get off the air? That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. No, <laughs> not at all. So you guys don't forget to find your weird, blast some music, and stay true to yourself. Look into Cindy Lauper, honestly. She's a fucking badass in the stuff that she's doing, the work that she's doing, the people that she's supporting. It's all from a genuine place of love and acceptance for all. So practice what you preach. We'll practice what we preach. Don't talk about it. Just be about it. Peace. Peace. <laughs>